Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your host Anne and I'm excited to be here today sharing valuable insights that help you grow your online business and online presence. Let me ask you a question. Which would you prefer if you were given the chance of renting a room against owning your own home? That is the significant difference which we'll be discussing today between using social media for business versus owning your own business or corporate website. Today, we'll be looking at the importance of websites for businesses, and I hope that Wack McDowell will come. That. Hello, Wack. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Anna. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Just, it's early here. I don't know what time it is for you, but I'm uh, I'm in Chicago, so we have quite a time difference here. <laughs> I'm waking oh, yeah. up early. <laughs> it's 4 p.m. in my country. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I hope I'm tr- I'm going to try to bring my A game, but if I if I miss, it's just because I'm a little uh, just still waking up. But I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Wes, tell me please about yourself and your background. Yeah, sure. So I'm a web strategist, um, which basically what that means is I started off as a web designer making, you know, pretty websites for clients, cool websites, that kind of thing, uh, focusing a lot on just the aesthetics. But I started to realize pretty quickly that that wasn't really getting anyone any real results, right? You just just build a website for looks and it's going to look nice, but it's not going to have a strategy behind it. So I started really kind of learning everything I could about what can I do on these websites that's going to actually make them uh, persuasive and uh, interesting to my clients' customers so that they can actually get more business out of it. So that's my background. That's what I've, that's what I really strive to do. Um, And I no longer actually work with clients, but now I'm, uh, I, I teach what I know, two small business owners on YouTube and my podcast as well. Oh, that's cool. So you must be a true website guru, yes? I mean, I don't know if I'd say guru, but I, I know what <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I've got a I've got a good track record behind me. So yeah, I know how to make a website that uh, that actually gets business. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So uh, today, as I told you before, we're going to speak about the difference between having just social media and a website for your business. But before we actually start the conversation, let me first understand the difference. So, of course, I get it. But what are websites and what is social media? So what is the main difference between them? Because they are both online. And if we take Facebook or Instagram, for example, it's a website as well. So people can still find me on Facebook or LinkedIn on Instagram. And that's where I get my business from. So what is the main difference between them? Okay, so when you're thinking about a website versus social media, they really... I'm not going to say one is better than the other. They perform very different functions, right? So your the way I like to think of it is social media is there for people to find you initially. Um, you, you can give them little, t- little tidbits, little tastes of what you do and what you can offer. But the goal should always be with social media to drive them back to your home base, which should be your website. That's where you can control 
the conversation and lay everything out in such a way that you're ma- really making a case for why people would want to work with you. Um, so yeah, you should always be trying to drive people back to your website. And a, a big mistake I see people make is once uh, like on their website, they'll include all these links out to their social media yeah. and they'll make them, yeah. And they'll make them very prominent and very colorful. It's like, no, when, when I've got you on my website, that's where I want to keep you. I don't want to send you back to Facebook where you're going to get distracted by, you know, political posts and back to YouTube where you're going to find, you know, cat videos and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, they perform very different functions. You need both. I think um, if you don't, sorry, if you don't have social media, you need some other way of getting, you know, attracting people to you. Um, could be content marketing, could be uh, SEO, anything like that. But I think social media and websites together is kind of the perfect scenario. Yeah, I agree. But many businesses still are relying solely on social media as their primarily online presence. So why is that so and what are the reasons that drive small business owners to believe that using social media is sufficient to sustain their business in the long run? Yeah, well, I think that's just because it's it comes down to uh, trends. You know, uh, social media is definitely a sexier topic to talk about than websites. Websites are a little, I think a lot of people do have the uh, the false mindset that websites are somehow old fashioned and we're moving away from them. <laughs> yeah. We're not like we're not any business that's that's an actual business has to have a website, right? Imagine if you're wanting to work with a company or you're looking up somebody and they don't even have a website. Like in 2020, it's almost 2021 now, um, the bare minimum is to have a website, right? Like if you don't have a website, I would think this is not a real business, Um and, and this also goes with, um, you know, you've, you've heard of the the term like funnels, right? Like click yeah. funnels and those kind of things. A lot of companies will also um, think that those are a suitable replacement for an actual website. And I would push back really hard on that too, because those will also make you look just like like you're like you went into business yesterday and you'll be out of business tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, there's no lasting power with that. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize the power of having a website uh, until I personally was in a situation when um, my friend's account, Instagram account, got blocked for no reason. She was also mm-hmm. a business owner. So all of her clients were there on Instagram in direct messages. So she was actually, she is a makeup artist and she had all of her business there. So demonstrations of her work. So her time schedule, her clients, everything was there. And one day her account just got blocked with uh, no reason and we couldn't even uh, talk to support team because there is no support team on of instagram and that was kind of disaster and at that moment i truly understood the importance of not relying only on social media of not relying on something that actually doesn't belong to you because you never know what the owners of Instagram are going to do with the algorithm and the Instagram. Maybe they just decide one day, okay, we're, it's enough. We will close the app today and so on. So just imagine how many people will lose access to their clients, to their business, to their jobs. Yes. 
Yeah, no, that's a really good point because yeah, you don't own it, right? You you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook, uh, you don't own YouTube, any of those things. So um, I would definitely say don't put all of your eggs in any one basket. You know, your website is, I mean, and it, it's hard to even say you own your website because at the end of the day, you're still buying a domain, but you own it much more than you own your little, uh, you know, small area of Instagram. So, and if you're going to do social media, I also recommend diversifying that a little bit, right? Don't yeah. just be on Instagram. Um, you should always try to have a little, I, I would say a primary presence somewhere and then maybe pick one or two where you can repurpose that stuff somewhere else and build a following there just in case that ever happens. Yeah, yeah. So we just discussed consequences uh, consequences of uh, social media presence. So what do you think is the main advantage of having a social media channel or being on social media network for small business owners? Yeah, well, I think it's visibility, right? I mean, it's it, it can be very hard to get people to find you through your website unless you have, unless you're running paid ads or you have really good search engine optimization going on, which let's face it, that takes time. So I think having a social media presence, if you use your hashtags right and you do all the, you, you use all the new features, that's another thing that, you know, most social media properties want you to be using things as they roll out for greater visibility. The algorithm will favor you if you do. So it's smart to do that kind of thing, just to get people into your world to begin with. And what do you think about engagement? Is engagement higher on social media network, on social media websites, or it can be uh, as high as on social media on your website? Yeah, I mean, it's engagement is definitely more... Um, it's going to be a little higher on social media because that's what people are going there for. Um, we have to always remember what each platform is built for, right? And we can't treat them differently. Um, your website is not a social platform and your social, like Instagram is not your website. So you can't treat it like, and, and it's not LinkedIn either. That's the thing. So we always have to be very aware of where we are and how to engage with people. So that you're, you're right. That is another really important aspect of, uh, of being on social and just using it appropriately, right? If it's LinkedIn, you don't want to be, uh, you know, it, it's a little more of a professional touch when you're talking to people on Instagram, you can DM people. And what, I don't know about you. I love the, um, the voice memo feature in Instagram. Like when people DM me, I like yeah. to leave a little voicemail back to them. It just kind of builds a little bit more, um, of a one-on-one -on -one bond, I think. Yeah, I also love that feature. I yeah. love that Instagram is adding some more features for business. And obviously, it's not just a photo sharing and video sharing platform anymore. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm not, I haven't used too much of that. Like Instagram is not my um, first platform. So I basically just go on there to share my other content and I add a little bit of, um, kind of what I call business personal stuff, like photos of me <laughs> with, with like, um, captions that are kind of business related, you know, so people who follow me on YouTube or listen to my podcast, they can kind of get a little bit more of a personal, um, you know, see, see into my personal life a little bit more. Cause I think a lot of people like that. People want to see yeah. you're a real person. So uh, now that we have gone through the pros and cons of using social media as a primary online presence for a business, 
Let's understand why business owners are not setting up proper websites for their businesses. So why are they relying solely on using social media? Oh, okay. Well, I think, again, the, the first reason is I think there's that misconception that somehow social media is replacing websites, okay? The other thing is websites can be expensive and they can be technically tough to pull off. So um, they don't have to be. There's a lot of ways to do it and you can even do it yourself. But um, people generally think about a couple things. They think about either hiring a designer, which can be expensive, or they think about doing it themselves and that overwhelms them because they're not techie, they're not a designer. So the process sounds like it's too tall in order for them to pull off. So yeah. a lot of times they'll go to you know something like ClickFunnels or something like Wix or Squarespace, which, um, you know, basically Wix and Squarespace are built like these templates look really nice. But then if you've ever seen what the average person kind of does with one of those templates, it never looks as nice as the demos. And, <laughs> right. And it's um, they're, they're set up in such a way they're not set up with a strategy in mind at all. Right. Some a designer created all these templates and they created the templates based on looks for the most part. Like, oh, I think a, a text block would look good here. And then another text block over here um, with no mind, no regard to what should people be saying there to be persuasive. So um, there's all these ways people can set up a website. Um, but I think it scares people to, to even try if they can't afford to get a designer. I think a lot of them just throw up their hands and and give up. Yeah, I think these are actually two most uh, common reasons why people don't set up their websites. And if we speak about benefits of having a website for a business, of course, uh, as for me, the main benefit is that you have full control and ownership. So when you have your own business website, it's like you have your own home office property, so you do not depend on somebody else. And what are some other benefits that businesses can have when having a website. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you set it up the right way, it can really be your best salesperson working for you all the time, right? So you've, you've driven people to your website from social media. Now they're, now they're there where you want them to be. And if you have all your copy lined up and you're telling a story in an interesting way to where your clients or your customers start to see why you, why, what makes you as a business any better than your competitors? What are the benefits you offer? Um, are you being really clear about what you do? If you do all that right on your website and you have a, a good clear call to action that drives them to, okay, I'm going to talk about two different calls to action right now because they're both really important. The first one is, you know, what's that end goal you want people to do? Do you want them to set up a consultation with you or, or buy a product, whatever that is? And the, the other call to action, what I call the secondary call to action should be there to get people on your email list. That is the second most important thing. Sometimes the first most important thing that your website can actually do for you, because believe it or not, you know, 80 to 90% of people who are coming to your website today, they're not ready to buy. They're just researching and they're going to be researching you and probably five of your competitors. So if you can offer some kind of a lead magnet, you know, something really well thought out that helps them achieve a really specific small goal, that's, they're going to give you their email address for that. And then you can continue email marketing to them over 
the course of a few weeks with helpful content that makes them see you as not only an expert in your field, but someone they trust and someone they want to work with. Because a lot of times it takes those, it's not just coming to your website one time and they're going to either buy or not buy. Sometimes they need that um, prolonged exposure before they're going to be enticed to work with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there is also a common belief that uh, when you have a website, you can keep your statistics private. So is that true? You mean your analytics? Yeah, analytics. Analytics data. Because so when, for example, you have an Instagram, so you can have access to your analytics data. But mm-hmm. actually, if you have this uh, access to your analytics data, then the Instagram also has this access. And, for example, if you have competitors, they can also like hack your Instagram account and get access to such private things like corporate data and so on. So and what about yeah. websites? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, when you have a website, it's it's still like if you're saying Instagram has access to your data, so does Google for your website, right? If you have it set up the right way. So um, I don't know. I That's not anything that I would worry too much about. Um, you know, if, if someone's going to hack in and look at your analytics, like what are they, as long as they're, they're not finding any personal like corporate information, like, you know, tax IDs and social security numbers and credit card numbers and stuff like, I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't be, I I think that's not where business owners heads should be. Like you should be staying in your own lane and thinking about what can I do better rather than trying to keep all your secrets. Yeah, that's true. So let's imagine that you are a business owner. So what, how would your perfect website look like? Okay, so I actually talk about this a lot. So basically, what you want to do, the homepage is is the really important one. Um, a lot of people talk about landing pages. Those are important if you have multiple services or multiple products, whatever. So the homepage, though, is generally where people are going to find you originally. That's the first page that they're usually always going to go to. And it needs to do, it has a lot of heavy lifting to do. So it needs to tell that complete story start to finish of why someone should work with you, right? So um, the way I like to look at it is people shouldn't have to go to any other page on your website to be enticed. So they should get a little taste of every, of uh, pretty much all your pages on that homepage. I like to see what we call the hero section on top that basically tells people within three to five seconds exactly what you do, why that matters, you know, in other words, what's in it for them and what do I have to do to get it? So that means generally a nice, clear headline, a little sub headline that offers more context and then a call to action button, which leads them to uh, the either scheduling a consultation or the buy now button, whatever that is. And then underneath that, I like to see what I call a problem solution section. And this basically lays out the problem that your customer or client is currently facing that you can help them with. So it's a really short paragraph outlining, outlining the problem. And then you just quickly segue into what your solution is and how you're uniquely qualified to help them through it. This basically sets them up, you know, your customer up as the hero of their own story. And it sets you up as the guide that helps them out. So um, a, a good example of this would be like Star Wars, right? So Luke Skywalker is the hero Yoda is the guide, right? And Yoda is the one who 
helps him, you know, with his goal, with, with getting to the end of the story. So that's really in a nutshell, what your website should do. It should set you up as the mentor figure that they need to achieve their goal. And, and what about have, um, social proof? Yeah. So you underneath that, you want to have, uh, I like to see three benefits. And then it, at a certain point on the page too, that's where test, I would like to see testimonials as well, always. Um, and then you should have a testimonials page too. So, and the way that should work is um, cherry pick your top three testimonials that say the most, right? That offer the most kind of persuasion power. Because let's face it, not all testimonials are, are equal. Some just kind of say, you know, five stars would work with again kind of thing, which yeah. is okay, it's fine. But you want to hear that story echoed of here's where I was and here's where I am now after working with Anna, right? So um, we want all that. We want a page. Um, you know, the about us page is important, but there's a bit of a misconception about it. It shouldn't really be about you as a company. What it should be is a giving a little bit of a taste of your authority. Like in other words, why are you qualified to help? But then you really want to quickly get to how you help your customers. So it really shouldn't be about like when you were founded and your whole upbringing and all that stuff. Cause people at the end of the day, don't really care. They care about what you can do to help them. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, and you want to have the the page where people can opt in for your lead magnet, very important. And obviously your, uh, your consultation page or whatever that end page is um, that you're driving people to with your call to action button around the site. Yeah, we just talked about lead magnet, but are there some any ways to engage your website visitors? Because yes, social media is all about engagement and that is what makes people come back for more. So what about websites? What can you do to like to stand out in the crowd of all these similar websites? Yeah, I mean content marketing definitely comes to mind. So having either a blog or, you know, if you have a podcast or if you have a video series on YouTube, that should all also live on your website, right? So that you can drive people back there to, to get to it. And the other thing you can do for engagement is, you know, you can have a chat feature on your site. Um, you know, that little button you see in the, usually on the bottom right corner of a website. Um, and the, the way I like to do that is have it timed to where if they're on your site for about a minute, It'll pop up and it'll say, hey, can we help you find anything? And then if anyone answers that, it goes back to your, your smartphone and you can kind of answer them back in real time. Yeah. So if you guys are still not convinced on the importance of websites for your business, I think it's high time you content it best. So <laughs> Wes, how can my audience learn more about you and what you offer? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at Wes McDowell, or, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I've also got a podcast called the profitable website. You can look that up. It's, it's on all the major podcatchers out there. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the, the best place to, to find out more about me and what I can do for you. Thank you for coming here today. And thank you for that fascinating interview. So my last question for you is what message would you like to leave my listeners with? Yeah, the message would just be do not discount your website. It's so important and it has to be done the right way. Um, everything we talked about here today, um, it has to really tell that story from start to finish. Uh, and don't make it about you. Make it about them. 
and you'll you'll do so much better. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, Anna. Thanks so much. It was fun. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.